0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're answering your questions on our weekly mailbag show. we got some good questions from everybody. But I think before we even start that, I was wanting to bring up Antonio Brown real quick, Jeff. You, You mentioned it. Just briefly at the end of um our waiver wire episode, and just throwing out Antonio Brown's name, and maybe people should start thinking about it and then all of a sudden today a little more news gets out there, so hopefully people listened to <laughs> listen to you there and picked him up before that news blurb came out that um his uh you know his suspension is about to be lifted, and teams like the Seahawks are looking at him, which I mean I think. <sighs> I don't know what he, if he gets signed, I don't know what he will be, but I feel like you have to take that chance, don't you?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we we saw it even when he was at his craziest, um, when he played for the Patriots for only one game, uh, two games, whatever it was, but he looked good, like immediately inserted into their lineup. And I think that was what he's going to be for any other team that decides to pick him up right and it's going to be a contender which obviously means that usually you have a good offense or a relatively good offense with a relatively good quarterback so there shouldn't be anything like hey it's not going to be thrown on Miami and and have to worry about like oh it's too good something of that nature and um but yeah I I I laughed because I thought maybe this would wait a little bit longer I'm glad I, I said it before right. but hey i mean you still have two weeks before his his you know it's lifted or could possibly be lifted um it's a very good sign that the seahawks still are you know looking at him i wasn't sure because i heard a lot of this and this was a while back but with dk doing so well and, and they're really flying high do they really want to throw someone like antonio brown a possible you yeah. know uh distraction onto their team um and, but the the big news for me, because I kind of knew, you know, I've heard the Seahawks name. He said, uh, and it was, was it Schefter? Yeah. He said that um, they're not alone. There's other teams actually looking at him as well. And you start wondering who could that be? And um, I don't know, but I did hear a few names of different landing spots. And I want to get your opinion of if he comes back, we think he's going to be good right away. But where do you think would be the best landing spot for him? And I and you can say anyone you want, but I have heard, obviously Seahawks. I heard, I heard uh, Baltimore. I heard. Um, oh man, what was uh, what were some of the other ones? Oh, Green Bay, hmm. and then I cannot remember. There was one more on there, but I can't recall it at the moment. Yeah, I think all those options actually sound very good for him. Like those are good quarterbacks, right?
0: You know, the the Baltimore thing, they could really use a player like Antonio Brown. They could use that number one receiver. They don't have that. I mean, with Seattle, obviously, he'd be contending with uh, Lockett and DK Metcalf. For, I mean, for Seattle in general, that's a, that's a good move to get Antonio Brown. I don't like it as a DK Metcalf owner, but I don't even know, actually, will it affect it or not? I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it would affect Lockett more. Yeah. Um, with Green Bay, you put him opposite of Devontae Adams. That's interesting, too. With Rodgers, that'd be pretty— That's a, Very good there. I mean,
1: after Rodgers, and rightfully so, was angry that they didn't yeah. help him out and they went and got yeah. a QB, that would be one of those where it's like, all right, well, I'd be— Prove it now because we gave you a, a better option than what we could have through the draft. I'd be really interested to see him with the Packers. Some— For some reason, the Ravens,
0: even though I think it, it fits, um— I think it fits, right? I just don't know if Lamar Jackson's that quarterback for him. I just have a feeling, I just worry about Lamar in a way sometimes. Well,
1: I think it would definitely help him. I, mean, I think, I think it, it would force I, him to throw I, more. I, but I think it's
0: a good fit,
1: though, too. It's a good spot. Like, he'd be the number one there right away. Oh, yeah, like. without a doubt. Well, he'd be the the number one in a—they don't have his type of player, right? No. You have Hollywood Brown, who can take the top off the defense. You have Andrews, who is great red zone. Can you imagine having that kind of guy where you could literally throw it to him at 25% of, you know, your dropbacks? You could get him the ball. It should make Hollywood Brown that much more open. Right? Um, man, I think it would be great for him. I don't know if it would be like the height of what he could be, like fantasy wise. I still, if if I had to pick a place, it would be Green Bay because I think immediately they would use him, and I think they would use him a lot. Um, I don't. I mean, any of those would be great. I I do say in Seattle, they're doing so well right now. And I get it. It's probably a good move if you're trying to win a title. But uh, as far as fantasy goes, it does feel like it would throw a wrench in things.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Baltimore could be the best spot for him.
1: I would love to see that. I would Mm -hmm. love to see it because I really want, I think Lamar will get back on track anyway. Uh, You know, he doesn't have to run. I mean, what, last week against Philly, he did great. Um, You know, he's been kind of up and down. I think you give him another viable pass catcher. And we would really see what this guy could do. Yep.
0: So we had a couple other questions here, um, obviously about uh, the, the Le'Veon Bell questions come in and what, what people should do with them. Like we talked about it before, but with, should you play Le'Veon Bell this week? And again, we talked about this the other day, but I just want to bring it up again in case there's people not listening. I know like you said, there are situations where you would, right? Like if yeah. your, your team specifically, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a bad team because it was bad management. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. if you're a bad manager, <laughs> no.
0: no, but there's situations where, yeah, you just take that chance and, hey, maybe it works out. Because you could see a scenario where they do want to get him going right away. And, you know, maybe he's not going to get a huge workload, but I could see him getting a goal line carry or two. Like, that could see, easily see that happening and him getting in the end zone. They want to get him going, see what he can do. I don't think if you, if you have the other players, if you have decent players that have done well or, you know, I don't think you play Bell. I don't know where the level becomes, but... Like I'm still playing, I'm still playing Singletary over him as much as I'm disappointed to Singletary. I'm still playing Singletary over him. Players like that, but yeah, I can see scenarios where you play Bell. Just depends on who you have on the on the team.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I'm with you. I I definitely trend the other way where I'm not trying to put him in my starting lineup. Yeah. But a few times he has fell into a running back slot as I've gotten many injuries over the course of the year, and that's usually when it comes. But even when it comes down to the flex position. I'm usually starting a lot of other wide receivers in front of him, right? Even like mm-hmm. a Tim Patrick or a player like that caliber yeah. who has been just doing well. I'm much more likely to believe that they're going to catch 80 yards and have a legit shot at a touchdown that outranks what what I'm well, assuming Le'Veon will do because Alaire's is still there. What kind of, I mean,
0: think about oh, a player like this one. So would you play Le'Veon Bell or would you play Phillip Lindsay who will have looks like he'll have Melvin Gordon back? So would you go Lindsey or would you go Bell? I think that's like a good, that's kind of the level. That is, is, yeah,
1: that's an interesting
0: one right there. Um, I think they're playing in, um, like that's actually the matchup. It's Denver, uh, Kansas City. That's in that, that I feel is kind of the level. I think I'd, oh man, that's actually tough. I think I might lean Lindsey yet on that one, but slightly that might be right where Bell goes for me in the ranks. I haven't really finalized ranks yet. He's around that level, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say that was a very close one for me. And the other thing that you do have to take into account, even though I know Le'Veon could be a pass catcher, so it definitely puts a wrinkle in that. Dendra has been very, very good against the run, which is another knock against. If it was yeah. if it was a team where I think they were gonna blow them out, and um, hey, in the second half, you know, we're gonna see what Le'Veon has. I would be much more inclined to start him. I, even though I think that you know that Mahomes and and the Chiefs will win. I don't necessarily think it's gonna be a uh, a trouncing by, you know, by the third quarter. Yep. So I don't know. I think I'm with you. I think maybe I'd have to get back to you on that one, but I think what, I think I would lean towards Lindsay. What the about moment. like uh,
0: JD McKissick, who's been getting more work for Washington? That's a, I think it's I think that's about the level though, where McKissick is gonna be safer for you. But the upside's not really there either though.
1: Yeah, that, man, I don't man even, <laughs> even, yeah. Well, th- that's the hard part. Uh, I have a hard time. with Philip Lindsay, I you don't really know because no. he's had one game back with Melvin Gordon, and this yep. is the tricky part. I don't know how they're going to use them both. Much like I don't know how they're going to use Le'Veon with both. Right. But at least Lindsay knows the offense, and you know, yeah, it, it's tough. It's, yeah, that it, was a tough one. That was a very good comparison.
0: So some other questions here. Um, another one, actually, another player I want to bring up before we get to all the questions. We we'll just a couple things in general about DeAndre Swift. And what do you do with DeAndre Swift going forward? Is this something? Is what we saw in Week Six what to expect? And I was reading this article from um, I think it was the Detroit Free Press, and Darren Bevel, the offensive coordinator, was kind of explaining how they do things. And Adrian Peterson's a starter, and then they have different plays for different players. And Carry On's kind of the third down back. And I'm just reading this, and I'm like, they're gonna, they're not gonna go to Swift fully. It's just never, it's not gonna happen. So Swift is good. And I want to say he, they, they will be smart enough to realize he's good and have the back. But I will tell you, I think Matt Patricia feels like he's the smartest guy in the room always. And he, if everyone else tells you, play DeAndre Swift, I just have a feeling he's going to be like, no, you know what? I know better. Let's play Adrian Peterson yet. Let's play carry on this week. I just, I just, I don't trust in Matt Patricia to do the right thing and play the right player. Especially when the Lions aren't that good. Play the young guy. See what you have. What's Adrian Peterson doing for you? What are we I I like Adrian Peterson. It's great that he's still playing at this age, but what is he doing for the Lions right now? How is like, how is he actually making them better than DeAndre Swift's going to make them? I, I don't I don't know how he is, and I don't even care because are the Lions going to win this year? Are They win the Super Bowl this year, so I mean
1: I mean you know they have a shot.
0: <laughs> I guess. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I can I can
0: I just don't trust. I'll say I don't trust the Lions to do what I think they should do and play Swift. I mean, you see this a lot, though. The, you, I mean, you're see, you've been seeing other young running, but you don't see J.K. Dobbins getting the work in Baltimore, but that's a little different. They're actually good. So, Lions just, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with I you. want to see Swift play.
1: I do, too. More. And I, I think that he's an intriguing player to have. That's why I'm not completely on the bandwagon of, like, trade form. I think this yeah. is what you're going to see all the time because he, he broke out with yeah. two touchdowns, 116 yards last week, but he he did it with only 14 carries. Mm-hmm. And if I was a betting man, I, I'm much as like the way you're thinking right now, where I think 14 would be high end, right? Yeah. They'd be like, oh, okay. We have to get him more carries before that he topped out at five carries. Yeah. So man. they were like, okay, well, we'll give him tops of 14, 15 carries. And that's what he's going to do. And with that offense, I can't guarantee that he's going to yeah. be able to break a big run. run every this
0: time. week will say a lot about what they plan to do with him going forward. If he has another like 15 carry game, then we'd be like, okay. I think they're going to start using him right, but I, I don't trust it. I don't trust it for this week. I don't. Tr- I still might play him in a lineup, actually, but I don't trust it yet. Yeah. So other questions. Here we go. Vine Future asks, I feel like he asks this question every week. Maybe not, but I know he asked a question last week, but this is a question we seem to get. What do I do with Kenyon Drake? So this is a different re- version, though, of this. Before it's been, what do I do with Kenyon Drake? Do I sell him because he's been so terrible? And I think we said last time, don't, because you don't get any kind of value for him. And I still, we said he's still, a, he's still a fine, like, I think people were overreacting to um, how bad he actually was because the expectations were too hyped. And you know what? This is the Kenyan Drake I expected. I talked about this so often. He's going to have a bunch of bad games and he's going to have the big one, right? And that's what he does. That's what he did last year. And that's why. So what do you do with him? Maybe this is the time to trade sell him. high now. Trade, if you can, yeah. you trade him right sell now. Sell
1: him high. This is what you I think you would try to sell him right now. Look look what he did. He had his breakout game, which you detailed very well in, in past episodes of of I think you went through his entire last couple seasons and, and the highs and lows and and this is why he was always ranked in a certain whatever. He in standard we'll just say that twenty-eight points, uh twenty carries, hundred and sixty-four yards, two touchdowns. He looked uh every bit of what we wanted him to be. But even with that, no receiving. Not that he needed it, don't get me wrong, but the lack of receiving is very a stark contrast, right? He is not a a dual threat running back like we thought he might be. And he did it against one of the worst defenses in the league. He did it against Dallas. Everyone's ripping up Dallas. So, hey, he got another 20 carries. That's about par, though. They are giving him enough carries. There's no doubt about that. But this is the first time he went over... 86 yards I mean he, he doubled it I mean he just crushed it he only had two touchdowns uh in the season before this so I, I am completely on board with hey his numbers are going to look better than he's playing week in week out and if you can get rid of him for some value someone that's more consistent or whatever yeah. it may be he is not the guy I want to take me into the playoffs yeah. maybe he'll have a big game in the playoffs maybe but it's very unlikely especially when you look down there and, you know, you do have Giants week 14, but, you know, the Rams, Giants, Philly, and then San Fran, if you did make it into the, you know, the the finals or whatever, I, I don't like that. And even worse, going down the stretch when you need to win, it would be Buffalo, Seattle, New England. I don't like any of that.
0: Yep, nope. No, I agree. Uh, waivers just cleared in our main league, Jeff. Uh, Antonio Brown went for $31. 31 of our budget there. 31 bucks. That's a lot of money. For Antonio Brown. That's Not one. a lot of people Andy. left on that waiver. <laughs> True. I got JD McKissick. So oh, there you go. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Patrick Kelly. It says, what are your thoughts on Cooper Cup and Chris Godwin going forward? Eh, I think they're both still good. I think Godwin will get healthy and he's gonna be uh, wide receiver one, and I think Cooper's cup's a wide receiver two. I think they're pretty much I don't think my honestly, my opinion really hasn't changed on them from preseason. I think you know, Godwin's just been hurt and Cooper Cup's about what I expected, right? I I don't know if you have any different thoughts on that, but
1: that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree with Ian Godwin wholeheartedly. I think he is a wide receiver one when he gets fully healthy. I don't know if he's quite there yet. And Evans is banged up, so he's going to have to act as the the like guaranteed wide receiver one, which will be good for him in the coming weeks. Cup has been a little more disappointing to me than than uh, than I really thought he was going to be. Um, is he? You know, is he? Can you get rid of him? Can you get the value for him? He's gonna be up and down, as we saw last week against good defenses versus bad. Um, but that whole offense is is very tough to figure out, and I think that is more of the problem rather than the talent level of Cup. Hey, if 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 people really like him and I could trade him for for other players, I would probably I would be open to it. But um, I would say he's probably more of a high end wide receiver three for me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of yeah. where I land with them.
0: All right. I oh, lost my last question here. Oh, as Dylan was asking, can you make a post about droppable players? Hey, I'll do you one better. We're going to do an episode on it actually tomorrow. So listen, listen for that. Kyle asked, do I trade Le'Veon Bell and Terry McLaurin for Kenyon Drake? No, I don't think I'd do it.
1: No, I probably wouldn't do it either.
0: I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't I don't want to do it. Cause I just, I'm still curious what Bell is. And I like McLaurin, so I don't think I, I don't think I can do that. All right. Got a flex question. Pick two. Tyler Boyd, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Travis Fulgham, Deontay Johnson. Boyd, Montgomery, Gibson, Fulgham, Johnson. Wow. Wow. What do I do here? (laughs) I think, you know what? I think, uh, I don't like this. I think you, um, I think you have to put David Montgomery. I mean, I don't love that, but I think you have to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's probably Montgomery and Gibson. Depend I mean, I guess Fulgham, I'm not, I'm not fully sold on him yet. I know. I, I, I'm i just not sold. I'm not sold yet. He's looked really he good has. the last three so years. So that's the options for me. It's it's Montgomery and Gibson or Montgomery and Folgum. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Gibson is really worrying me of
1: late. He, he where, Where's he your does. mind on him rest of the year, right? Because I just think he's he playing Dallas. Really Dallas has been so bad. So I think oh, I just like no, the matchup, right? Good point. I yeah. didn't even see that one yet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He does have the great matchup. The last two weeks, it kind of yeah.
0: worried
1: me. Just playing against Dallas, I think I'm going to go with him. Yeah, this week.
0: I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right. Stalker Mike. This is a big, big freaking trade here. What the heck? All right. Devont- this, is, this is the trade. Would you trade Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, and Kenyon Drake for Christian McCaffrey, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery? No. No. Can't do that. Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake. Get McCaffrey, just because we don't know today, when's McCaffrey gonna play? McCaffrey, Robinson, Montgomery. I have a hard time with that just because of the McCaffrey injury. Unless you're I guess mean, it depends on record too, right? And what other wide receiver you have, because Devontae Adams is a big time receiver to get rid of to go from Adams to Allen Robinson to be your new number one. It's tough.
1: Ooh, that is tough. It's just I the would, injury. The injury why you... This, I, I get that. If I... Ooh. The injury does worry me, right? And it does completely... Like, if you need the next two, three weeks, like, if you have to be winning right away, just talent alone, just talent alone, I actually take the trade. Yeah, you do? Yeah. The injury does scare me a bit, though. I, I would be... I can totally kind of back you on your idea of, like, That's a lot of swinging the balance if he has a setback. Like, you screw yourself big time. Yep. All right. uh, Next question. Other flex.
0: Jay Spoon asks, should I start Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, or James Robinson at flex? I think I'm going to go James Robinson, actually. I would go the same. Yep. Uh, Should I trade Drew? Should I trade uh, Odell Beckham for DJ Chark? Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I'd do it. I don't, I think they're too similar. I don't like, I'm not the biggest, like, I'm not in love with DJ Chark. I'm going to keep Beckham.
1: Yeah. I'm keeping Beckham. Yeah. I want to give this one a a real opportunity because I'm always good. I always lean Beckham. I know know the name alone kind of like keeps you there and Chark. The problem is Chark is trending in the wrong direction. Um, Well, so is Beckham, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) <laughs> man that is a no i i keep i keep beckham but that's a that's a very close one i think beckham has more uh ability to be trade um traded in a couple of weeks if you still want to uh, brother coffee bean asks who should be my long-term flex or
0: rb3 so he has aaron jones that is one and chris Carson that two solid so out of these four players who do you think he should try to be plugging in every week antonio gibson Leonard Fournette, Jarek McKinnon, David Montgomery. So it becomes Gibson and Montgomery, and I think you go Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I would go Montgomery. It's
0: just the safer, safest yeah. option there. He
1: is um, as much as I, as much as I've talked crap about David Montgomery, he has shown himself to be at least reliable. Yep. And uh, you know that offense desperately needs that. He keeps getting work. Um, you know, it's not always pretty, but at least he gets it. Uh, for this next week, though, we yeah. did say, hey, you go Gibson. And then some more questions here from Brother Coffee Bean. He's saying um, he still has
0: question marks on Derek Carr's consistency. I don't trust him. I, I'm with you there, man. I don't, I don't really trust that either. Either he says he also has Minshew and Tannehill. Oh yeah, don't we, just, just, just drop Derek Carr then. Um, I'm playing Tannehill, right? Out of those guys, you just play Tannehill. Just plug him in.
1: Well, here's a question: Do you actually drop Derek Carr, or would you yeah. rather drop Minshew?
0: I actually drop them both oh okay well i was gonna say if is you it tennessee actually... beyond their buy now at this point because they got the covid buy so they got they're beyond their beyond oh yeah bye. they're done with it yeah just drop them both right yeah just get rid of them those guys aren't those i once you pass your buy i don't i don't have the need for a backup quarterback i, just I mean that's don't. very
1: true especially yeah with, and for that one i would obviously i'm starting tan hill but i just do want to make the point though i do think for Derek carr i think people are overlooking him for what he's been able to accomplish, what the Raiders have been able to accomplish. Um, hey, he just went past his bye as well. But if you look at his last four games, he started off a little rough in Carolina, and I'm just going to go standard. I'm not going to go through stats. I'll just say yeah. how many points he got. Um, but he went from 15 to 27, 19, 24, 29. And, you know, uh, and those last two games, three games, almost 20, 24, and 30 were against New England, Buffalo, and KC. They're not, not the easiest schedule, and <clears throat> uh, I mean, even more so, it's kind of crazy to think about, but I don't know. I mean, maybe Carr is actually having kind of a resurgent year. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm stretching, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think he is the worst thing. I would rather drop Minshew than David Carr at the moment, That's and true. I know Minch, drop both. Minshew has been <laughs> fine, too, yeah, I and mean, Tannehill is definitely the number one, the clear-cut, yeah. but... I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. That's all the questions
0: I have for today. So that will do it for this week's mailbag. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about some droppable players and some guys that, I mean, are probably owned in over 50% of leagues that you just might as well throw to your your waiver wire right now because they're useless to you. So we'll do that on tomorrow's episode. Talk to you guys then.